of Mark, the ninth chapter, verses two through nine, or you can follow along with the words on the screen. Mark chapter nine, verses two through nine. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I invite you to pray with me once more. Holy Spirit, may you fall afresh in this room. May you fall afresh on all of our hearts May your words be here. May it not be my words. May you speak through the images of this text. May you speak through these words proclaimed and shared. May you offer what is most needed in this moment, be it encouragement, be it conviction, be it hope, be it grace, be it inspiration, be it manna for the day. We pray in your holy name. Amen. Today is the last Sunday in the season for us of Epiphany, which is a time of light breaking through darkness spiritually as we travel in a journey that began after Christmas with the wise men to the Christ child, and we listen to sacred stories of new beginnings right in the middle of life changing and shifting in the scripture stories. It's also a time in our hemisphere where the physical light begins to lengthen as sunset slowly, slowly creeps later into the night and the earth begins to thaw and prepare for spring. Every time about this year, I begin to look for the daffodils. They are this annual messenger that spring will come and the harsh cold of winter will fade. And I saw them this week. I saw the first yellow blooms. Some of you guys may have seen them too. I was going out to a meeting in Thompson Station to the, there's a coffee shop out there, 1819. I looked over on the side and I saw buds, but not blooms. But then I was driving down Arno and Sarah's got some in her yard already. So they were already bloomed. So the yellows are coming back. It's just such a good sign to me that the seasons are going to shift and turn and life is coming back. It's a beautiful sign of life and of hope. Today's story of transfiguration 
requires that you have a little bit of that sense of wonder for you to tap into those things that bring you life and joy and you need that childlike wonder and that ability to listen to the stories with holy awe for all that is known about the faith journey there is a certain element for us of mystery that we have to be able to entertain and we have to be able to sit with with all that we know there are some parts of this journey that are unknown have you ever wondered perhaps how to get a camel down a mountain I personally have not until this week and I don't know the backstory of what I'm about to show you. I don't know the how or the when or the why of this clip, but in the category of random things that crossed my path this week, as I thought about transfiguration and I thought about mountains and I thought about wonder, um, I saw this clip about a camel zip lining, and I thought, I've got to show them that. <laughs> so apparently, when a camel zip lines down a mountain, you have to put a helmet on it before it starts. And then you strap that bad boy in and you let him zip. Childlike wonder and imagination as we dive into the transfiguration story. Because sometimes in the Bible stories, a thing happens that is just bigger than words. It is true, it is real, but it is bigger than words can explain. The transfiguration story is one of these things. James and Peter and John went up a mountain, it says, to be by themselves and to be with Jesus. Okay, life and ministry got hard at times and it was intense and you would see these things happen and then you'd see them be like, we gotta take a minute, we gotta take a beat, we gotta pray, that was intense. And so this was one of those mountains, this was one of those moments where ministry was hard and so they take a beat, they go up there, only all of a sudden they were not by themselves. And scripture says Jesus was talking with Moses and Elijah, and it says the disciples were afraid. They were afraid. And Peter, instead of just being in the moment, starts babbling. And he's like, oh my gosh, Moses is here and Elijah's here, and this is great, and we're going to get some tents up here. We're going to make some monuments. Like, we're going to make this, we'll, we'll do something, we'll do something. And then even more mysteriously, a voice from the heavens interrupts Peter and says, listen, listen, this is my son. This is the beloved. You don't want to miss this. Listen. How often do we find ourselves in the middle of a moment, in the middle of a season that we do not understand and instead of just kind of sitting there in the uncomfortable, sitting there in the unknown and waiting for the known, waiting for the solution to emerge, 
waiting to just kind of take it in. We're like, all right, I'm going to make a plan, and I'm going to do a thing, and we rush to speak. How often do we truly stop and listen, listen deeply to the holy in our midst? I am required, like probably many of you in your jobs, to do continuing education classes to keep my professional licensure. And I have started taking classes this year in leadership coaching. And one of my recent classes was on listening. It sounds simple, right? That's something that we do all the time. Well, as we were learning more about it, they taught us, you know, there's really three types of listening. The first is what most of us do most of the time. And it's when we, we are hearing what the other person is saying, but we're still kind of thinking about what we're going to respond back to them. We might be thinking about our grocery list, where we have to go next, what else we have to do. And there's other chatter in our mind. The second type of listening is, is being more fully present to the other person. And in that second level of listening, we also kind of begin to read their body language and listen to the tone of their voice. And the third level of listening is really the deepest level of listening, and it's, it's what they're trying to train us to get into when we go in this coaching mindset. And in that level three, it's listening not only to what the person is saying in front of you, but what they're not saying. And it's feeling kind of their energy and the spirit around them and being tuned in as much as possible to the soul in front of you, not thinking about what you're going to say next, but just truly trying to be in that moment. Most of us, most of the time, stay in first-level listening, even with the people we love the most. But even when you're not in a coaching environment with your, with your family, your friends, we really need to be in that deeper, deeper levels of listening. This coaching program is training me to live more in that level two and as much as possible that level three because it feels different when a trusted friend really hears you. You know when you've been listened to, right? If you really need to talk and unburden your heart, you know who you're going to go to, probably one or two people because you know they're going to listen to you. They're going to receive you. They're going to hear you differently, and you can feel that in your heart. And you can feel that in your soul. The voice from heaven in this scripture is trying to tell the, the disciples on the mountain and the disciples of Christ in this room, listen to Jesus as deeply as you can. The teachings of your faith are the most true things in this world. This is the really real part of your life. This is the stuff that's going to ground you and help you navigate pain and heartache when it comes into your life. And it's going to help you take in the good and share it with others. Because some days we are going to be the ones called to the mountaintop places of our lives. And we need to be ready. We need to be ready. We need to be ready to go to the heights. I've shared with some of you before that I'm really scared of heights. I do not like them at all. 
and I have born two children who love to do all the things that are high, high in the sky and want me to share it with them, which I love to experience life with my children. I just don't always love to experience it high in the sky. Thursday morning, I had the opportunity to chaperone Creekside Elementary's third grade field trip to the Adventure Science Museum. And if that name does not ring a bell, if you've gone into Nashville and you've seen the glass pyramid on the side of the building, um, that's it. That's it, right? And if you've never been there before, guess what's in the tallest part of that glass building in that pyramid? There is a climbing tower. And guess what my group of six kids wanted to do during their hour of free time? Guess what my son wanted me to do with him during that free time? Wanted to climb the tower to the top of the pyramid. Many, many, many big breaths were taken. One step and then another all the way to the top where you can see the view of Nashville. And this week, as I have been reading the story of the transfiguration over and over again, as I do when I'm preparing to preach, and I'm praying through it, and I'm thinking through it, I'm thinking about the mystery of God, and I'm thinking about flying camels, and how sometimes it's really hard to choose trust in the face of the thing that you fear. We all fear different things. We fear not being seen. We fear living a life that doesn't make a difference. Some people fear death. We all fear different things. Maybe you're a-okay with heights. Maybe your fear is talking to others about your faith. Maybe your fear is asking for help. Maybe your fear is asking for forgiveness or one of a million things. How are you climbing the mountains in front of you? How is your faith helping you navigate the challenges and blessings of this particular season of life? All of us are going to be called at times to go places that we aren't always comfortable. Sometimes you're going to be called to do things that are hard for you. And at times it's going to be full of mystery. Sometimes you're going to sense a calling to move forward and not really understand why. But you need to remember that you don't go alone. You need to remember that you are with Jesus always. And like the disciples in this story, we too are called to carry light and hope down from the mountains. And sometimes the journey is going to feel long and so stupid hard. Maybe in this season you need to strap on your helmet and go down the zip line anyways. Maybe this is a space to dig down deep for perseverance, to take a deep breath, even though your heart is about to beat out of your chest and start climbing the tower up to the top of the pyramid. Someone needs you there in the journey. So keep climbing, keep trying, and keep facing your fear, keep facing your limitations, 
and be patient and compassionate with yourself about how slow it sometimes feels like you are going and do it anyways. Dig down deep and persevere. And remember that the light in this season of epiphany as we transition into Lent this week, the light is returning a little more every day. As we pivot out of Epiphany and we go into this season of preparation for Easter, it's a time for us to prepare our souls to let God's light come back a little bit more into our heart and life. It's a good time to remember your star words that we got on the first Sunday of Epiphany. It's a time to embrace mystery. And from now until Easter, things will get progressively harder for Jesus as we listen to the stories about his life and as he walks toward the cross, we begin to see conflict emerge. We begin to see him face some really hard things. And as we walk alongside Jesus during this Lenten season, I encourage you to listen deeply to these stories. Again, if you do not have a scripture path laid out, you might consider reading the lectionary passages as we go towards Easter. And listen to what the Holy Spirit is whispering to you in them about your own life. Let them speak to your heart. Let them speak to your story. Let them speak to your journey of faith. Resurrection is coming. The daffodils witness to this those yellow buds that are going to start bursting up through the earth in the weeks ahead. But it is a hike between here and Easter. Embrace the journey. Lean into the mystery and feel it all good and bad and ugly. Watch for the light. Watch for the daffodils. And above all, listen to Jesus. In the name of the one who is the creator and the redeemer and the sustainer. Amen.